tent. And uh, this is outside of the message tonight, but I thought it was interesting. And it, this is, this is uh, with a political slant, but we can take this and we can apply it to um, Christianity as well. So, um, just this story was, um, I don't know who wrote this out, but anyway, the founder of Dubai... Sheikh Rashid was asked about the future of his country, and he replied, My grandfather rode a camel. My father rode a camel. I ride a Mercedes. My son rides a Land Rover, and my grandson is going to ride a Land Rover. But my great-grandson is going to have to ride a camel again. He was asked, Why is that? His reply was, Hard times create strong men. Strong men create easy times. Easy times create weak men. Weak men create difficult times. Many will not understand it, but you have to raise warriors, not parasites. That's really good. Christians, we need to raise warriors, not parasites. (laughs) And strong men are what are necessary today. And add that to the historical reality that all great empires, the Persians, the Trojans, the Egyptians, the Greeks, the Romans, and in latter years, the British, all rose and perished within 240 years. They were not conquered by external enemies. They rotted from within. America has now passed that 240-year mark, and the rot is starting to be visible. I think it's way more than starting to be visible Uh, But it is beginning to be visible and is exhilarating. We are past the Mercedes and the Land Rover years. The camels are on the horizon. The greatest generation consisted of 18-year-old kids storming the beaches in Normandy, and now two generations later, some 18-year-old kids want to hide in safe rooms when they hear words that hurt their feelings. They also want free stuff from the government because they think they are entitled to it. The camels are on the horizon for sure. Something to ponder. History has a way of repeating itself. Anyway, I thought that was really good. Christians, we are the same. The Bible warns us about becoming comfortable in our riches and in in the things that God gives us. And as we do, we produce weaker men who then produce hard times. And it is a cycle. We don't have to fall into that, though, as Christians. We can raise men and women who are strong and and who are warriors for Christ. And Daniel Holmes talked about it. He he said that he and I had that conversation on uh, yesterday evening. We were talking about what it would be like if one generation of Americans raised their young people, all of them, to be warriors. Not to be entitled little whiny brats, but to be warriors that will stand up for Christ. What it would do to the world, not just to America, but to the world. Consider what could be done if we did that. And we're, we're given that charge. Raise them to, to, to stand up for what's right, not a bunch of little pansies. <laughs> it's, it is sad. Um, it, it's, I'm not picking on the Air Force tonight. I'm picking on the military in general because of the way our, our uh, government is going. But they've just instituted safe spaces for Air Force, for airmen. At least that's what I read. Where's the safe space in battle? This is ridiculous. When the bullets start flying, are we going to give them a little safe space to go hide? What a warrior. It's sad.
Anyway, that is not the message tonight. I just thought that was a good, good thing to consider. Turn with me to James chapter 1. James chapter 1. We're going to start in verse 12 and read through verse 25. Looking at, at sin in our lives tonight, and uh, so I'm looking, I have two points, I didn't title the message, I have two points, one is surrender and one is submit, and the difference in those two things, it's, it's a far different thing to surrender than it is to submit, and uh, so I want to, whether we surrender to the flesh, or do we submit to the will of God in our lives. So verse 12 says, Blessed is the man that endureth temptation, for when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Then when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin, and sin when it is finished bringeth forth death. Do not err, my beloved brethren, every good gift and every perfect gift from is, is from above, and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Of his own will begat he us with the word of truth, that we should be a kind of firstfruits of his creatures. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. For the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness, and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. But be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any be a hearer of the word, and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself, and goeth his way, excuse me, and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty, and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. I want to look at how we surrender many times to the flesh, and how often we make excuses for our actions, and then how, if we will just submit to the will of God, there's, there's blessings in that. And what, the, what that looks like to be surrendered, or submitted to the will of God. So let's pray tonight, and I want to look at it few of these things. Father, thank you uh, for our time this morning with the Holmes. Thank you, Lord, for their faithfulness and uh, just the encouragement they are to me personally uh, as, they, as they serve you. And, and Father, we see um, just, just your power shown in their ministry there in the, in the Ukraine. Lord, watch over the believers there. As we know, um, the fighting is ongoing and, and the, the future for that country is still uncertain. Uh, Lord, we know that you know, and, and you're in control of all of it. Lord, help them to just rest in you and, and to continue on. Thank you for their, their, uh, their vision to reach out and, and be a witness and a light during these dark times. Father, guide us tonight. Use your word in each life. We'll, be, we'll give you the praise and glory. In Christ's name we pray, amen. So there's two things here I want to bring out, and, and, uh, and I don't think I'll keep you long this evening, but... First of all, we see an, an attitude of surrender. An attitude of surrender. I thought what I read was good. It kind of goes along with this. We surrender so often in our lives. Uh, we raise the white flag and we're defeated in so many things that we do. Uh, we often surrender to the flesh. And, and uh, every one of us are guilty of this. All right. So if you say that's not you, I'm, I'm going to call you a liar tonight. 
We all surrender to the flesh. We all have our issues. We all have our times. And too many times, sadly, we make excuses. This, this passage gives no room for that. And that's why I like it. I, I, I don't like uh, wiggle room. Verse 14 says, But every man is tempted when he's drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Every man is tempted when he's drawn away of his own lust. Uh, I don't know if I've ever verbally said that the sin in my life was because of, of God. I don't think I would have ever said that God tempted me. But whether I verbally said it or not, my actions have said it many times. The way that I view a, a certain situation, we'll say it many times. Daniel was preaching about the trials that we face and how we respond to the trial. Well, if we respond rejoicing and enjoy by faith, we see that God is working in our lives, we respond correctly. But so many times we respond in some manner of sin. And we justify ourselves, well, this situation made me do it. I reacted this way today, well, because I don't feel very good. This is one that we hear quite often. This is one that I say quite often. My head hurts, or I didn't sleep very good last night. I, I, I have a sore back. Right back here has been it, giving me some issues. Just randomly days. I'll wake up and I'm like, oh, my 40s are upon me. And it's just once in a while, and... And sometimes it hurts all the way down my leg, and it's not fun. And I can go and I can think, and I can make that an excuse for my actions. Well, so if I'm actually doing that, am I not saying that God made me do this? Because what I just said was, this, this pain in my side, my hip, my leg, it made me the way I am. I excused myself, but in an indirect way, I just said, God has tempted me with my circumstances. So I say, Lord, it's your fault. If you didn't make me feel this way, or if you didn't bring this into my life, I wouldn't have answered this way. I wouldn't have been short with my wife. I wouldn't have yelled at the kids when they didn't do exactly what I wanted them to do, and I, they didn't do it exactly how I wanted them to do it. We make so many excuses. And he says, listen, not one time in your life were you ever tempted to sin by God. He brought things into your life that are appropriate to draw him to yourself, but not one time did he ever tempt you. He says, every man is tempted when he's drawn away of his own lust and enticed. It's all about me. It's my desires, my lust. I don't feel good, so treat me better. <laughs> I think I deserve something, so treat me better. The entitlement we just read about. We have no excuses you know, I want to read verse 1 through 8 of James chapter 1 here. We find excuses when we lack faith as well. The person that doesn't have faith is double-minded, it says. James, verse 1, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ to the twelve tribes which are scattered abroad, greeting. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into divers temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have a perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that giveth to all men liberally, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. You know I love this verse. As a pastor, I lean on this verse. This verse is such a source of strength. Because every single day of my life, I lack wisdom. Every time I stand up to preach, I lack wisdom. 
It's, it's every day for all of us. But the Bible says, if I lack, ask of him. He's going to give liberally. Verse 6, but let him ask in faith nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. One of the things, we, we just bring this excuse into my life that I didn't know what I was doing. I, I, I didn't know how to do this. I, I failed. Why? Because I don't have faith. And so I turn it back on God. He didn't bring this into my life like I wanted it to. He's, he's failed me. We bring it on ourselves. And I want to look at Joshua 7.21. Just, just this one verse. You know the story of Achan. And how the, the earth opened up and swallowed him and his family, everything that they had. That's an amazing thing to think about. So many of those stories in the Old Testament. What must it have looked like for the tribe of Israel to be standing there? And they bring this, this man before Moses and they say, you're the one. And he confesses his sin. And the earth opens up and swallows everything they have. Family, animals, all of it. And closes back up. <laughs> I just think about these stories in the Bible. Wow. I, I, I promise you that the, that the men of Israel all feared and trembled before the Lord that day. Because they saw his power. But it all, beca- it all came because of Achan's lust. And verse 24, And Joshua and all Israel with him took Achan the son of Zariah and the silver and the garments and the wedge of gold and his sons and his daughters. I'm sorry, I don't want verse 24. I'm reading verse 21. I want verse 21. Start in verse 20. And Achan answered Joshua and said, Indeed I have sinned against the Lord God of Israel, and thus and thus have I done. Here's what I have done. When I saw among the spoils a goodly Babylonish garment and 200 shekels of silver, and a wedge of gold of 50 shekels weight. Then I coveted them, and took them. And behold, they are hid in the earth in the midst of my tent, and the silver under it. He said, I saw it. I saw how beautiful it was, and I desired it. What is it? It's his lust. He, he sees something, he said, that would look nice in my tent. He knew it was wrong. God didn't tempt this man. God told him not to do this. Yet here he was, and in this moment of weakness, he took it. He, he allowed his flesh to win. He surrendered. That's, that's what, why I called it surrender tonight. He surrendered to his flesh. And how many times do we allow circumstances? So first of all, we say, God caused me to do this because of my circumstance today. Well, listen, if I didn't have to deal with Seven kids with stomach bugs this week. We did. We, we're just going to burn our house down. <laughs> light it on fire. It was, it was a couple nights of just, whoa, misery. <laughs> it was not fun. We were dealing with this, and, uh, and Elizabeth, far more than I, dealing with this. Do I then say, because of these circumstances this week, I don't have to be as kind. I don't have to be as careful. I don't have to be compassionate. 
my circumstances if you only knew how rough it was for me. So we take this and we use our circumstances for an excuse for the lust of our flesh. Whether it is just a self-pity or whether it's outright sin, action. We, we say, God, you put me here and this is why I reacted this way. You did it. Or it's just a surrender to our flesh in general. I go and I see something, it looks nice to me, and I say, oh man, i got to have that. i got to have that. There's so many applications to that in our life. The eye affects the heart. It affects the mind. And what we will dwell on and look at, we're going to start to covet and we're going to decide we're going to take it. Achan died because he made this surrender to his flesh. You know, in this surrender, if you'll read verse 12, there are blessings for resisting this temptation. There are blessings in it. Verse 12, back in James chapter 1, says, Blessed is the man that endureth temptation. For when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. He said, listen, I am going to bless you when you resist this temptation. You know, it's a decision. It's a choice that you and I have to make. I do not have in my flesh the power to win the battle against sin. But I do, by God's grace, have the choice to make every morning. I will die to the flesh today. Father, I'm putting my will aside and I'm surrendering to you. It is all... My life is yours today. He said if we'll do that, we can resist. We can see win, uh, victory in our lives. Romans chapter 6. Romans chapter 6 verse 16. So many times I read this verse and I focus on the negative. But the last part of this is positive. It says, Know ye not that to whom ye yield yourselves servants to obey, his servants ye are to whom ye obey, whether of sin unto death, that surrender unto sin. I yield my members unto it. It's, it's a surrender. Threw both hands up. Raise the white flag. I, I can't fight the flesh. You win today. It's unto, er, to sin unto death. But it says, Or... Your members, uh, where am I now? I lost my spot. Verse 16. Or of obedience unto righteousness. Or obedience unto righteousness. Just a surrender to the will of God. Take your word and teach me today. And as I surrender to it, you're going you're gonna to cause righteousness to reign in my life. Unto righteousness. Not under, not under perfection, but unto living my life like Christ to walking like Him, to having victory over sin, unto righteousness, unto a purity in my life. If I yield my members to it, we can have victory. We are told to have victory. Verse 17 and 18, back in James 1, says, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Of his own will begat he us with the word of truth that we should be kind, a kind of firstfruits of his creatures. We can have victory. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. His desire is that we have good things, that we win. I preach it all the time. 
and don't ask my family how often I live it. The victory that we're promised in the Word of God. Every day of our life should be walked in victory, should be walking in this blessing that He promises for resisting the temptation, for, for being able to surrender to the will of God and, and crucify the flesh. He's there for us. He says, with, no, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Never changes. He's ever constant and present. We have victory. Uh, Ephesians chapter 6. I have you jumping around here tonight. Ephesians chapter 6. As warm as it is, I probably ought to make it a Bible drill, then we stay awake. I'm warm up here. I don't know about anybody else. It's hot. Go back to verse 10. We'll start there. It says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. He said, ye may be able to. We, we surrender too often in this, just this idea that victory is impossible, that it's not going to be done. I've failed so long and so, so often that I just decide that's the way life is to be. It says that ye may be able to stand. Verse 12, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. This is the verse I was looking at then. It says, Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Stand, therefore. That's victory. We've got to raise some young people who can stand, who don't need a safe space in the time of battle, in the time of strife, in the time of temptation. They know what they're going to do. They have a foundation of the Word of God. They're, they're wearing the armor of God. They're not intimidated, not, not backed up. They're not, they're, not, uh, they're not stymied by the trials. And that's the way we all are to be. Standing up to the temptation and, and having victory. That ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, it says. Twice we're told we can stand against the wiles of the devil. There is victory in Jesus Christ. We do not need and should not surrender to the flesh. Satan is deceptive and, and gets us to believe there are areas that we just can't win in. It's a lie. There's no surrender in the soldier of Christ. There is submission, though. There is submission. Go back to our text, and we'll look at verse 21. What does it look like to be surrendered to Christ? Um, I'm sorry, I, I told you the wrong verse. This time it was verse 19. 19. If I'm submitted to Christ, there's a few things that are going to be evident, or that I'm going to do in my life. Verse 19, Wherefore, my beloved brethren... Let every man, first of all, be swift to hear. Swift to hear. How often are you swift to hear? Are you ready and willing to listen? That you're seeking out right, you're seeking out wisdom, you're seeking out instruction. Something else Daniel and I were talking Daniel Holmes and I were talking about. I I am so thankful as a pastor. I, I'm so blessed as a pastor to have times where I've had to talk to people 
And I can tell you, there's maybe been one time in six years that it was not received meekly and applied to the life. If there's correction that has to be given. The people, you, I'm never going to name names, but every time I've done it, it's, I've noticed a swiftness to hear, a desire to learn, a desire to know. I want that for my own life. I want that for every one of us, that we're just us's. I said us's. For all of us, that we would be swift to hear. At least I didn't try to say ithmus uh, eight times. But are we, are we willing to listen? That's all that means. That I have, that I have a ready ear, that I'm not closed up and, and, and set in my ways and just stubborn about something. Swift to hear, ready to listen. Verse 21 uh, says, We receive with meekness, the last part of the verse, the engrafted word, which is able to save your souls. Receiving with meekness, that is a just willingness to listen, a submission to the word of God. Every time we learn something new in this book, we should say, yes, Lord. Every time there's an area that I need correcting in, and God shows it to me in the, bu- in the Bible, if I'm swift to hear, I say, yes, Lord. No matter how painful, swift to hear. And it says, secondly, that we're slow to speak. Slow to speak. Back in verse 19. I'm not here defending myself then. I'm not here showing, me, showing you why I'm right. As a parent, we see this often. When you, when you correct a child, they will defend themselves. They have to come back and say, but, 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 and I'm stopping them, and I say, listen, that doesn't matter. The actions of somebody else don't matter. What you did was wrong. Swift to hear, slow to speak. I'm not defensive. I'm not on guard. I'm not going to say, listen, but when God says do something, the, the slow, to, slow to speak is just, I'm on my knees and surrendered. Yes, Lord. You've spoken. I, I will follow. I will listen. I will do what you tell me to do. Not self-willed. Not self-promoting. Not concerned about myself. And then it says, slow to wrath. Slow to wrath. It's a progression here. Slow to wrath. Not, not defensive. Not given to, to anger. Submitted to the Word of God. Verse 25, But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty, and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. There's so many verses in the Bible that tell us when we are submitted, when we're following Him, our lives are right. Brother Daniel was absolutely right this morning. Walking with God does not mean I'm going to have a lot of money. It doesn't mean that I'm going to have a lot of fame. It doesn't mean I'm going to have worldly pleasures. I'm not looking for worldly success. I hope you're not either. Blessed in my deeds is that my life brings glory to God. My effort to serve Him is successful. When I, when I go out and endeavor to please Him and serve Him, I'm blessed, I'm successful in that deed, no matter what the results look like to me. 
That's faith as well. I'm trusting Him for the outcome of all that I do. But if I look into the Word of God and I'm submitted to it, yes, Lord, whatever you tell me, whatever it says, I will do it. I've thought about it a lot in, in in the area of just being surrendered to God. What does it mean to be surrendered? Sometimes God's asked us to give up things that aren't wrong, things that we treasure, things that are precious to us. Submitted says, yes, Lord, I don't have to think about it. Maybe I don't enjoy it. Maybe it's painful. Maybe it's, maybe it's hard. I'm not saying that it's easy. But the Lord is saying, just be submissive to me. These things that are precious to you, I should be more precious. I should be the priority. Just surrender to me. I think about taking my family to uh, Pakistan like the Javades were here a couple weeks ago. He was talking about how that the Muslims will take young girls and marry them to a Muslim man and the law won't do anything about it. So if they take your child and they marry them to this Muslim man, they're gone. Legally, he cannot do anything about it. And he has little girls. And I thought about that. What a surrender. To say, yes, Lord, I will go back and, and win the lost in Pakistan at a risk. You can't tell me it doesn't weigh on his mind at times. You can't tell me he doesn't think about that. This idea of my daughter being kidnapped by anyone. What a hope, helpless Terrible feeling. I would rather see my child die than to have them lost out there somewhere. When they take them in in these Muslim countries, they are married to an older man and they're abused for the rest of their life. That's the reality of what he's going over to. That's the submission that I'm talking about. Does God not know the situation? You know, it would weigh on my mind, but I would go back and I would look at the Word of God and it says that if I follow God, my children are protected. My children are kept by Him. So I just surrender to God and everything, even if it was to lose my child. Do I walk with Him? How much will I submit? What am I willing to sacrifice to serve the Lord? We heard this morning that everything that he does is good. To them that love God, we know that all things he does are right and good. Am I submitted to him? You know, we we surrender to the flesh and we make excuses. We say the situation is hard. You've put me here and that's why I reacted this way. If I felt better this morning, I would have been kinder. And we're all guilty of that. We're telling God, you tempted me this morning. And I surrendered to my flesh. Or I can look in the Word of God and I can surrender to it and I can be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath, compassionate to those around me, surrendered to God and blessed in my deeds. My life is successful then. My raising my children is only successful when I'm surrendered to God. My pastoring of a church is only successful when I'm surrendered to God. Everything that you do is successful only 
when you're surrendered to God. So did you surrender this week, or did you submit? And then we can say, forgetting those things that are behind, I press to the mark of the prize of the high calling of God. So what am I going to do this week? I can't change last week, but I can learn from it. And from today forward, I can be submitted to God. We should endeavor in every moment of life to say, yes, Lord. Just be submitted to Him. Let's pray. Father, thank You once again for our time together. Thank You for Your Word. Lord, help us to stand. Help us to be godly men and women who are, who are submitted to You. Father, not, not surrendering to the flesh, not surrendering to the world, not surrendering to the pressures around us. Lord, simply walking with You in faith and in humility. Lord, that you would guide us and strengthen us and use us for your honor and your glory. Thank you again, Lord, for our mothers. We, we ask that you would strengthen them as they face different struggles than men. And, and uh, Satan attacks the home so many times and, and in so di- uh, many different ways. Lord, give them strength this week. Give them wisdom. Give them your power to serve you and to raise godly children. Thank you for loving us. In Christ's name we pray, amen. It's good to see each one of you. You are dismissed.